ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tammy and Wanda Show. Are we ready to sit down to have another episode? I think so. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to another episode with Tammy and Wanda. So, uh, this month or this week, uh, we will be going over um, mental health issues because May is Mental, mental Health Awareness health Month. Awareness Month. Yeah, that's right. I'm the hype man today. Woo! And we'll be talking about uh, our own mental health as well as bringing in a special guest discussing how things like COVID have uh, affected the youth of America and their mental health. Um, so to get started, I think Wanda has some uh, wonderful statistics for I, us. I do. I do. Uh, I went on to the John Hopkins Medicine and an estimated 26% of Americans aging from 18 to older, which is about one in four adults, suffer from a diagnosable mental health in a given year. Isn't that crazy? That's that's a lot of people. and it And... It's one of those things like you see a lot of times on social media or Facebook where they'll have like a meme that says um, something along the lines of you never know what invisible illness someone's suffering from. Oh, yeah. So you should always be kind. Uh, Not only is that true, because it it, it is in fact true, but you never really realize how many people you know have a mental health disorder. And one in four is a lot more than I thought it would be. That That's insane. And of course, uh, there are some other, uh, you know, documentation that do say that it is kind of increasing since COVID has happened, mm-hmm. where quarantine has really increased the depression state very high, like all those uh, people being diagnosed with mental disorders and everything. Well, and it's one of those things, too. I think that... Uh, uh, with COVID, you know, you're home alone more than anybody ever was before the whole pandemic happened. And you go, okay, well, who do I talk to? And how do I access my therapist or my mental health specialist, whoever that is, whether that's your family doctor or not? Which I have to say, kudos to, uh, what is it? Better, better health or better talk. Uh, these apps, what I'm trying to get across is that they have these counselor apps now mm-hmm. that you can go on. And I, I did find out from another podcast uh, that they actually are taking insurance now. Yeah. So these places are getting uh, insurance approved. So then you don't have to go and sit at a at an office. Which is great because it's not only more cleanly with, you know, still the pandemic being very real, even though a lot of us are getting vaccinated and kind of getting semi back to normal. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that I know my actual insurance uh, just sent me a thing in the mail that said they use Teladoc. So Ooh, basically nice. uh, you can sign on and, and any service you need, whether it's like, let's say you, you think that you might have strep throat and you need antibiotics, mm-hmm. they can send those directly to... Uh, your pharmacy. Oh, that's so nice. So they also have stuff like um, therapy and therapists oh, yeah. that you can connect to. Uh, my my doctor is starting to use, uh, you know, that telecommunication uh, where I'll be at work and I'm not going to be feeling very well. And of course, you know, I'll call my doctor and they say, can you come in or do you want to do telecommunication? And I'm like, well, 
to do telecommunication and I'm able to work around my work schedule to talk to them online. Of course, they're not like, you know, touching the lymph nodes or, you know, I have to describe the pain and stuff. But once that pain, like once I describe it, then they they're like, okay, I'm going to send in this medicine to Mm -hmm. your pharmacy and you can go pick it up. And it's so handy. And I don't know why we never did this pre-pandemic because it's something that at least as a parent, like that's so handy because we don't usually take I mean the I best wish, care of ourselves. I wish that I had it for my kid. Yeah. I mean three of them. I'm oh. glad I only have the one. Oh good God. The three of them. One would feel the pain, then the other one would feel the pain. And I think I spent more time at the doctors in their childhood than I did in my own childhood. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> So we found some myths, some seven common myths that people have with uh, folks with mental health disorders or issues. So one of those things is uh, the first myth we found is mental health issues are uncommon. Oh. And as your statistic just showed us, one in four people out of yeah. billions of people on this planet is I'm gonna a lot. I'm going to call myth on that one yes. because, I mean, depression kind of runs in my family yeah uh depression is very huge uh finding it from my mom how uh some of my past family members have had uh cases of depression and i you know i wanted to pretend that i did not have depression Mm -hmm. and was thinking oh i'm just having a case of the blues that's what it is and it's pretty common to think well that's not really what's wrong with me because you don't want to be lumped in with some of the horrible things thought about these oh, folks God, with yes. depression. Story time. When I did get diagnosed, I got diagnosed when I was 22 uh, with depression and anxiety. And I really, like, I cried. I cried so hard. And my, and my mom's like, what's wrong? Like, this is a good thing. We can treat this. And I was mm-hmm. like, I would have rather had a heart problem than having depression because now I feel like I can't control or figure out when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen with like a different disease. Like we know what it is. We can pinpoint it. We can take care of it a lot quicker. And with other things, it's like, it hurts right here. Well, here's how you treat that right here spot. Yeah. And you go, okay, cool. So everything's fine now. With depression or anxiety or both, because uh, I know that we both have both. Yes. Uh, so uh, with both, it's like you've got your lows and your highs, but when you're manic, you're just like so shaky and it's all the time. Do. And sometimes like, it's unprovoked. I don't know. Yeah. I know that you've had that as well as yeah, I have. Yeah, just recently I, I had a, a horrible panic attack where I couldn't catch my breath. My heart felt like it was going to come out of my chest. And the only thing that I could do was like lay down and I passed out because of the pain was so bad. And it didn't matter if I took my medicine. It didn't matter if I tried to do some calming effects. And there's a lot of people out there like, oh, well, when it happens to me, I just, I know when it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. No, I was sitting and coloring at my desk. Having a great day up until that point. Yeah. You're you're having a great day, and then all of a sudden, bam, it just hits you. It doesn't come with a post-it that says, ping, hey, panic attack at 4 o'clock today. Be ready. My anxiety does that, too, and it's always after, like, I know the last big one I had was, um, and we actually have the boy in studio today that could probably vouch for this, but 
we had a few people over um, the weekend before Mother's Day uh, to celebrate with my mom since we had him that weekend. And we had a great day with family. We were outside. We had a fire. Everybody was over. It was awesome. It was the best day. Yeah. And then after everybody left, I don't know if it was just because I was on such a high from that, the cookout and the, you know, the family fun or what, but I just had an epic meltdown. Oh and my it, God. it was, it was insane. And you go, okay, well, my heart's palpitating. I'm super agitated. I'm grouchy. And you just spiral what feels like out of control. You just go down a, a rabbit hole that you don't want to go down. Yeah. And that's, what's horrible. And it's like when it's kind of like when you drink, of course, we all know that Wanda loves to drink, but I don't like to drink as much when I'm out mm-hmm. because a I'm not going to be able to control myself. Right. And I have that sense of I need to control what I am doing when I'm in an unfamiliar place. But when yep. I'm at home free balling, free balling, it's all the drinks. So one and, of the, the things, too, is something that people don't really realize is depression is actually, according to this website we're on now, uh, the leading cause of disability worldwide. So they're saying that as of 2015, which was about six years ago. Oh. Uh, it was estimated that approximately 43 million adults experienced a mil- mental illness during the previous year, and one in 25 experienced a very serious mental illness. Not just a you have depression and you'll be okay if you take you know wow. some sort of meds, like a, a, something that actually affects their major life activities. Oh yeah, and and if you think about it, a lot of people now since the pandemic and I mean this was in 2015 where it was 1 in 25, now it's bumped up to 1 in 4. Yeah. That's so, the difference in 6 I years. I mean in the 6 years it mm-hmm. has increased and really it's not it's not just affecting adults. No. It's affecting children as well. And and that's the next myth, which is ironic that you said that. That is crazy. So uh, the next myth that we found is that children can't have mental health problems. Um, That is false. And obviously they can be diagnosed at any age because you were quite young at 22. I didn't really get mine I diagnosed was. till 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I, was, I was pretty young. And when I started having anxiety attacks, I felt like I was having a heart attack. So, of course, when I went to my doctor and I told him, hey, I feel like I'm having heart attacks, like we did AKGs, we did uh, ultrasounds, blood work, and he pulled me in and he was just like, hey, I did all these tests on you that would involve anything, um, you know, anything to do with your heart or, you know, your cardiovascular system. Yeah, Wanda's so smart. She knows big words. Cardiovascular. (laughs) That uh, he goes, you do not have, like, you're healthy as a horse. And I was like, well, then what's wrong with me? Yeah. And he goes, that's anxiety and depression. Wow. And and what it's showing here, too, is that uh, very young children can exhibit signs. So uh, apparently half of all mental health disorders show signs before the age of 14. And three quarters of them show before the age of 24. I can so believe that. You and were in that three quarters st- statistic. Oh, yeah. And really, and if you think about it, the more that schools have put a higher expectation on children nowadays, mm-hmm. how much their mental health has been altered. Mm-hmm. And really, we do have someone here. We have your kid. The, the kid. kid. 
here who can actually talk about that. All right. So the kid, what's it like at school? What are they doing for kids that have mental health, you know, issues? Is it, are there, are there like a special counselor? Um, there, there are two special counselors at my school. My friend Aya actually goes to see one of them every like month. Okay. That's good. And do you feel like that those are people that you can actually like go to for assistance if you yourself were feeling that way? Do you think that maybe, um, he said yes, he nodded. I know that yes, it's hard to hear that. That's <laughs> he doesn't have enough marbles in his head right now to let it rattle. Hello. And <laughs> <laughs> now, have you noticed that a lot more kids in your class are experiencing issues with depression or anxiety since the pandemic? Since you've been an all-in kid at school every day? Well, not most of them, but I feel like a lot of kids do, but they just, like, hide it. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty common. I mean, even with adults, we actually hide a lot of our our pain and suffering. We do. Even though people smile, there is that inner facade that you're really crying on the inside. (laughs) Right, right. I'm not crying, you're crying. All right, so we're going to go on to our next myth here. So the next myth is that people who have mental issues are violent. Uh, I'm going to say false with that one. Yeah. There is actually no real correlation between mental illness and violence. Um, it's They're actually no more likely to be violent than a normal person on the street that doesn't have a mental illness. I couldn't um, agree more. I mean, although... I do feel violent every once in a while, but it has nothing to do with depression or anxiety. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I, I get that way sometimes, too, where I'll have, like, an angry streak. But the moment that someone says, hey, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. And then I just start crying for no reason at all. Well, our next myth includes jobs. So uh, this myth says that those with mental health problems are unemployable. The actual fact is that individuals with mental illness are just as productive, if not more productive, than those without. I couldn't, again, agree more. Yeah. (laughs) Because um, with me having uh, my mental disorder, of course, I do tell my boss, like, when I'm having a panic attack or something, that I need to sit down and have a moment. And take a breath. And uh, they totally understand. And they have to like walk away. And uh, so they'll they'll tell me, hey, go go walk away, Wanda. Go go have your minute. And then I can come back and I'm fine. Um, but of course there are siblings out there who uh, or other family members who cannot because they can't physically cope with their disorders Mm -hmm. that they're able to go into the workforce and be able to handle that anxiety. And honestly, the longer you have these diseases, I feel like you find coping mechanisms that work for you. So me, um, I work in the computer field, so it's, it's easier for me to use that anxiety to help fuel, uh, getting things done. So like when I'm feeling really anxious, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm able to put, put that in a, in a positive light and force myself to kind of get in there and get stuff accomplished as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, that's, it's actually kind of a benefit because if I didn't have the anxiety, I don't know that I'd be able to push as hard as I, as I have recently. When I'm feeling manic, that is when I am the most productive. That's when things get moved around or I get more shit done. Yes, I did say shit. Oh man, the curse words are coming. Oh, the curse words are coming. So our fifth myth, fifth myth. Ooh, fifth myth. Sound like Swiss myth. Happy fifth myth. Happy fifth myth. That's uh, like you say Christmas when you don't have teeth. Happy fifth myth. Fifth myth. Mental health (laughs) issues result from a weakness or character flaw, which uh, the actual fact is that mental health problems have absolutely nothing to do with someone being lazy, weak, or, <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, so <laughs> I can't, I, can't. <laughs> I mean, Wanda is the queen of procrastination. So lazy is my middle name. It's Wanda lazy. And I, I mean, I, I can say that a lot of it does result in my mental health. And, but I'm not going to say that I'm lazy all the time. And I don't think that has to do with mental health. And of course, it has nothing to do with that. But of course, when people see you and they're just like, well, did you get that done? No. Oh, well, then you're just flat out lazy. (laughs) Yes, I am. You're right. (laughs) I am. I did not want to clean that damn kitchen this fucking day. Okay? I agree with that. Yep. If you don't like it, you just do it yourself. And the real things that have to do with mental health illness are things like genetics or genetics. a lot of times you get uh, anxiety from like a physical illness that, that maybe you had a car accident. Yes. Um, or uh, PTSD, post-traumatic right? stress disorder. I mean, I suffer from that. And of course there were uh, long, long-term stresses, like yeah. what it says on this website, long-term stress. Such as trauma or abuse, or abuse, yep, or those that serve in the military are very. That's oh, very yeah. common with military members. Oh yeah, members. I mean a lot of military members. I get kind of thank God to VA hospitals and stuff because mm-hmm. I mean before have before really knowing VA hospitals, a lot of military men became or officials, not just men. Right. We we know this. But I would suffer in silence and become homeless because they could not cope and their families didn't know how to help them or they didn't know how to go to a doctor to be like, hey, I have a problem right now. Right. And that's an excellent point, too, is I I think a lot of times men specifically don't have the courage to ask their doctor for things like medication or uh to even want to admit to themselves or the doctor or even their spouses that they're going through something and they might actually have depression because that's thought of as a feminine issue, I think. And of course, it's like one of those myths where it's a sign of weakness, which it's not. It's not. It all comes down to biological, physical, genetic disorders. I, If I would not have known my family history with... uh, you know, mental illness, mm-hmm. having a family member with schizophrenia. Yeah. Who knows? I could start getting schizophrenia. But now that I have that family history, I can go to a doctor and say, here, here is all of my valid evidence of why it's very possible I have a mental health disorder. Right. And I know uh, my own mother had struggles with um, 
fibromyalgia, which one of the side effects to that is depression. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where chicken or the egg, which came first? Was it the fibro that came first or was it the depression? How crazy is that? And what caused what? Yeah. So you Uh, go. Any of our listeners out there, if you happen to have a a controversial uh, view on the chicken or the egg. (laughs) Let us know which one you think came first. Drop us a line and we'll, we'll argue about it. We also have our sixth myth. Oh, oh, sixth myth. That there is uh, no hope for recovery. And oh, obviously that's totally false. I am calling bullshit. I'm throwing my bullshit card right there on the table. That is absolute bullshit. Absolutely. So it's, there are treatments and medications and doctors and your friends and your family members that you can go there to. There are therapists. You can actually... Like I said before, you have BetterHealth.com, which you can sponsor us, BetterHealth.com, if you would like to. Yeah, we'd be all for that. But there are so many outlets out there. It's it's just going to have to take you as the person to reach out. And being brave enough to admit that there may be something going on. And uh, below our next myth, there are like five ways to provide help reaching out and letting loved ones know that you need some help yeah and admitting to yourself I think is the first hard step and then admitting to people that you actually care about I mean it took me so it took me a few years even Mm -hmm. when I was on medication I'm just like oh I'm feeling amazing I'm feeling great I'm actually dropping weight I'm actually doing I'm being productive and not laying around and sleeping because I feel sad all the time right so then that's when I kind of like weaned myself off of the medicine and then it happened all over again right and our seventh myth that uh, Miss Wanda here brought up is that there is little thing, there is little that family and friends can do to help, which obviously oh. is completely incorrect. Because honestly, the kid over here is him and uh, him and hubby are kind of my mental health gurus. So he can always tell when I'm about to go into an anxiety attack or if I'm feeling anxious or depressed, and he's the first one to go, "Hey, mom, why don't we go down and get ice cream?" Because we have this ice cream place down the street. And uh, I mean, awesome. I mean, going over to uh, Stanley and Martha's house. Like, oh, I Stanley, love Stanley and Martha's house. Oh, I know. And Stanley, he knows. He knows. When I start, you know, panning off into the distance, he's like, hey, let's let's go watch one of those uh, drama shows that you love to watch. Like those drama filled crazy shows. All our reality TV that we were uh, discussing with him last week is yeah. very calming. It is. It's extremely calming. Or he'll say, hey, let's go for a walk. Hey, let's go hiking. Let's go uh, hit some golf balls. Yes, Wanda does golf. Thank you very much. You also love balls. I love balls. I love balls. I love <laughs> The twig and berries. And we are embarrassing the snot out of the kid. And that's wonderful. He is uh, very red right now. That's all right. And that's okay. It's just that I don't know what's going on. (laughs) That's all right. So, you know, the, the kind of thing to take away from mental health issues in general is nothing's wrong with you if you're depressed or if you're like us and you have high functioning anxiety, there's nothing wrong with you. But the best thing you can do is try to figure out a way to make that a strength or your superpower and not a weakness. Yeah. Don't let it be the thing that overpowers you. Cause I was terrified to tell, to tell people that I knew about 
you know, oh, well, I have high functioning anxiety and that's why I'm so OCD about, you know, certain ways to do Mm -hmm. things. Or, you know, last night I got in a fight with hubby because we had gotten groceries and he was trying to help me, but he was putting it away wrong. (laughs) It was wrong. You know, so it's like, that's part of, that's that, part of the that's thing. That's problem. And it's like, I have to apologize to people. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm in a manic mood right now. And if it's not going my way, I'm going to go a little bit crazier than what I am now. Yeah. So I almost have to apologize for it, but also letting people know that they are not alone. You're not alone. And there are tons of people out there who are rooting for you, supporting you. No matter if you know them from Tom, Dick, or Harry. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, there's a little laughter. Tom, Dick, or Harry was really funny to the kid there for a second. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's something, don't be afraid. And if you take nothing else from listening to our goofy asses every week, um, we don't let it stop us from doing a podcast or going out and living our life or having awesome jobs that we love. and. You just got to do it. Just know that Tammy and Wanda are there for you, no matter what. Totally. We totally are. (laughs) Totally. Totally. So, uh, you know, for for this May, for Mental Health Matters uh, Month, maybe be a little bit kinder to somebody you know is suffering from a mental health issue. Maybe uh, call them a little bit more often. Maybe take them out for ice cream. You take Tammy's example here. Uh, oh, yeah. Watch a funny show with your friends. It's okay to talk about it with your friends. Send funny TikToks. I know that's our love language that's when one of us language. is feeling weird. So, um, you know, just try to do stuff you think the other person could really benefit from. And even if it's just a smile you get out of them, that has made their entire day as someone with depression. Yeah. Hit us up on our Facebook page and let us know how you cope with uh you know with your anxiety or depression like is it taking long walks down the towpath or yeah you know we're from Ohio when we say towpath Towpath, yep I was just gonna (laughs) say that yep or you know there's a movie that helps you calm down or you know being with your friends and family is what helps you or you know or talking to a counselor or writing things down I journal a lot and writing things down is very helpful because it makes you kind of reevaluate your thoughts. And yeah. when you see it on paper, you go, wow. Yeah. My, my therapist, uh, one of my therapists when I was way younger, back in the day when I walked with dinosaurs, they, um, they had told me uh, to write things down and get it out of your body because it is just a, a think of it as like a festering wound where it just continues to get infected. And when it gets too infected, you can't come back from it. Yep. It's kind of like, it, it's a horrible thing that. And the only way festers. to heal that fester is to write it down. Write it, write down. it down. Write it down. And they even said, burn it. Burn it if you just need to get rid of it. And well, that's a coping way. So uh, we have taught you guys how we cope. So let us know how you cope. And we will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.